Full Circle Podcast with Julie, Glenn and Phil. Exploring and expanding the consciousness. Learning from each other. We discuss and explore our journeys of spiritual development. You are now tuned in to the Full Circle Frequency. Hello and welcome to the Full Circle Podcast. Hello, Glenn. Hello, Julie. Hi, Hi Phil. Phil. Hi, Glenn. Hi, Julie. How are you both? Uh, I'll let you answer first, Julie. I'll put you in the hot seat. Yes, yeah. come on, Julie, seeing as, seeing as you were late today. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's been a bit hectic. Um, I had a full day of healing virtually from half past 11 today with four different clients. So uh, it's been non-stop. So, uh, yeah, I'm okay, but it's just, uh, yeah, extremely busy. Good. You've come here for a rest. I have come for a rest, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> um, no, no, I'm sure I will be, you know, on form. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so it's uh two weeks i've not seen you for two weeks when mm. we were out on out on location, location. actually yeah. in derbyshire that what a fantastic um evening that was it, it was, was nice. indeed yeah. i really enjoyed that so we're definitely going to have to go out and do that more yeah, really I agree. um how have you been this week lem um i've been really good actually i've been quite busy moderately busy uh planning the classes there as well and reading for clients juggling um the family as well and mm. just come back from uh, chester last weekend which was oh, a, yeah. a massive eye-opener a really nice place first yes. time i've been there and the energies there are really interesting as well um so yeah i'm i'm really good really chipper what about yourself there phil yeah, you um, mm, um normal work week for me but I'll be honest, I will be honest, and mm-hmm. I know we don't have to be upbeat and spiritual all the time. That's true. I have yeah. been, I've had a couple of weeks of... Different energy? Sort of. mm, yeah, I feel like I've been in a void. Yeah. And that's mm. what I'll say. I've not had, I have been physically ill, as you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, I'm still having some effects of that. Okay. Um, but I find that actually some of those effects are mental fatigue. Um, and I have had no energy to really feel like doing anything, to be honest. Sure. And that's how yeah. I felt. Uh, but that's kind of affected me spiritually as well. Um, okay. And I've, I've kind of been spiritually not bothered. Yeah, well, you've probably just needed some time to yeah. recuperate and to yeah, recover. And I've just been tired. I have yeah. just been tired. To Sometimes be we are tired, yeah. you know. That yeah. sounds like a reset, if anything. Yeah. I know. feel that it yeah. is. I feel mm. that I have had a reset, especially this week, because I think we had the new moon, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, this week yeah. as well. So I feel that it was leading up to that reset. So, yeah. But I'm good. I'm all right. I'm on track. I'm where I should be. Yeah. So we have got a fantastic um, guest with us tonight for this episode, an international guest, um, currently though residing in Liverpool. Yeah. So an international psychic, medium, Reiki master, reader, sound healer, spiritual life coach, 
um, esoteric artist as well, and we'll go into that soon. Um, please welcome Dandy from Dandy Vines. Welcome. Hey. Hi there. <laughs> How are you doing? Well done. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> Oh, good, thank you. I definitely relate on you, uh, relate with you feeling a bit tired, um, but also being okay with that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, you know, that self-care is so important, but I've had a really good week. Like, I've been to, like, gong baths and um, fire spinning and Ooh, all fantastic. sorts. It's been really interesting. Just, you know, engaging with the community and, um, you know, having a few days off readings and it's been really nice and got my energy, you know, back up a little bit. It must mm. be the fire spinning. That sounds very interesting. Yeah, it does. yeah bringing, <laughs> that, bringing that element in, yeah. That's, mm. that's yeah, good. well, yeah. spinning fire around you definitely charges the aura, I feel. Mm. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, how, you know, how is, um, how's everyone's day been? I've had um, a good day. I've, I've, I've been, I work uh, for a training company. I work in quality for a training company. Um, mm-hmm. And it's Friday. It's the last day of the week. So it's always quite a nice, chilled day, really. So, and then I had a bit of time for meditation before I came out tonight and um, oh, cleared my energies and just, just general upkeep of the spiritual body as well today. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. But um, how was your new moon? Intense. Intense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it always is, I'm, isn't it? I'm looking forward to get a, for getting a regular night's sleep, actually. It's been oh, nearly a month now. And the know. same, Glenn. Yeah. It's unreal. Last night was my first hours. night where I slept uh, and only woke up once. <laughs> so, oh. it so. Was in, um, it was in Virgo, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Was Is that the... Is that the um, the eastern or is it western uh, astrology because if if you i think if you look at if you look at the sidereal astrology which is uh, the real sky as it is mm. i think it was in leo as well yeah i think it's a mixture oh. isn't it yeah. oh is that why they call it the lion's gate i think so yeah lion's gate oh, portal right. okay. yeah. yeah so so it depends which which astronomy you're looking at, really? I don't know if you know much about. Do you do you know do you do you work with astrology, Dan? Or right? Sorry, you... did you ask me if I? Yeah, work? sorry. <laughs> do, do you work? Do you work with astrology yourself? Um, I know. That I think you... that. I mean, when I'm reading tarot, I I always kind of use the astrological aspect as well as, like, the numerological aspect to, um, you know, delve deeper into that archetype. Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. Particularly if it's a shorter spread, you know, if you've got, like, one, two, or three cards. um, I think it's really nice to, like, look at how those signs are interacting with each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely. You know, um, and I guess if you're following, like, Golden Dawn, or I know there's different traditions with different astrological connotations and stuff. Um, but I think it's just really what you align with, isn't it? I mean, do you, do you follow, um, any particular system when you're reading cards or? 
I tend to look. I have a book of. Um, I've got it's. Tw- the, I mean, it's the it's the it's a book for the year twenty twenty one, and that's, <laughs> it's it's an astrology, but it's the night sky. So with that, you can look at the week, and if you're doing any readings that week, you can actually look at where the planets are, where the moon is, and and which house it's oh. in, and that sort of thing. So I tend to look at that and and tie that into different readings as well um, myself. Um, I I don't do readings as um, such. Yeah. And then, but then I'm drawn to different cards. Different packs of cards tend to just tell me that they want to be used as well. So it's right. it's, it's quite intuitive, really, for myself with reading. Yeah, because different decks, different guidebooks have different astrological connotations, and sometimes yes. it's a mixture, mm. um, you know, of different traditions, which is you know depending on whether it's eastern or western. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for myself, I usually do like a three-card spread for my clients, uh, particularly if they choose to have an hour, an hour's reading. But um, over this past week, my guides have been saying, no, don't use your cards. And so a lot of to this week's readings have been uh, mainly, I would say, 85% channeled, direct channeled. Mm. So they're wanting to work with me in a different way, I feel. Um, but I do enjoy working with cards, tarot cards, uh, particularly the angelic um, um, tarot cards there. And I do love working with the symbolisms on them. I find that they bring right. so much uh, information and evidential information forward for the client. So I do enjoy working with cards. It's just this week. Um, it's been a little bit of a different one for me, to yeah. be honest. So yeah. I'm just going with that energy. I've been looking at a book. Uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna order it to be honest. It looks it looks fun, and I think you've got this. I think you've got this book, uh, Dan, as well. The Book of Answers. I've got that book as well. I do. I do have this book of answers. <laughs> oh, I've got it. Yeah, I've got it. Like yeah. the highway. It's, <laughs> um, but it's really nice. It's really fun. Yeah, I find um, because it gives people. It's not just yes or no. Yeah. Um, often it's quite thought-provoking, mm. um, the answers that come from it. And it's actually, it, there's an old word, tell me if you remember it, but we um, during, it was like the 1600s, people used to use books as a tool of divination. Yes. And um, so it's almost like this modern interpretation of that, particularly the Bible. You know, you would hope the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bible mm. would be used in that way, wasn't? Wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you know, and you could do that with any book. So I really like how the Book of Answers. It's you don't even look for the sentence. You open the page, and it's there. Um, mm. And you know, particularly if you're doing live readings, which I do a lot of. Yeah. Um, pulling cards sometimes just isn't suitable because you know yourself when you pull a card there are 10,000 messages <laughs> in that card yes yeah and if you're in a live reading with you know you know 50 60 100 people you kind of want to spread that time evenly in the book of answers while you're opening the book the, the, um, like you say they're really nice uh, answers in there and, and in many ways yeah. they give you as a reader a prompt as well so that you channel a little bit more for you for your clients there mm. yeah mm. 
I can't believe I'm the only one that hasn't got it. Well, I had it for my birthday. <laughs> Glenn, you bought it for me, oh, didn't I did, you? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, it's a really fun book. Yeah. So, we're, we're covering quite a bit, actually, already. <laughs> but I'd like to, let's go back to the beginning. It's a good yeah, place where? to start. Um, and ask you, Dandy, you? about oh. your own spiritual awakening and I mean, I have read that you started reading at the age of nine, really. Um, but so let's go back. Let's go and find out start? about the start for you. Time what? The, awake, um, the awakening. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I'm a Leo rising, so I'm like, oh, someone's asking me about me. Um, <laughs> and I'll calm myself down. Um, so when I was nine, so I'm queer. And I always knew I was queer. Yes. Um, you know, and so I was always different in a way, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And when I was nine years old, I, so I used to either spend my pocket money on houseplants or plants mm. um, or pets, much to my mother's dismay. <laughs> or I would go to the local market um, where there was an esoteric shop. And in that esoteric shop, so I just used to go, I was fascinated. I didn't buy anything, but I was fascinated. And once I was in there and this pendulum just started swinging in this glass cabinet, um, it's like a clear quartz pendulum. Mm -hmm. And I kid you not, it was just swaying, rocking from side to side. Um, (laughs) And I started Mm -hmm. speaking to the shop owner and they were like, well, you know, um, you could read this book and just handed me this book and I took it back and then I ended up with a tarot deck. So I ended up with, um, you know, reading about like queer theory and tarot when I was like a child, basically. Yeah. Um, so kind of started to discover that realm. And then in high school, um, I met these, you know, friends and we were all got basically. Um, And I'd been reading for years, and interestingly enough, their signs were earth, um, air, and fire. Okay, yeah. And I'm a Cancerian. So we we thought we were, you know, in the craft, basically. (laughs) (laughs) That's a movie, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) So we were just living our best lives, you know. Um, But yeah, so... That's where it started, and then I went to kind of, I was just exploring it, and it really helped me with my childhood and helped me understand um, the steps that we go through in our soul work. Yeah. Um, And helped me understand, you know, how you go through life and what you learn. And then in university, I went to study fashion, couldn't stand it, left within mm. two weeks, and wow. then I went to study textiles and fine art, which is where I started to um, mix sculpture with crafts and psychology, no. so learning about how we interact, what our expression means, how we have empathetic emotions with figurative art, so it's all about figurative art, it's all about symbolism. Can you tell us a bit more um, about? Can you can you can you go deeper into that? Yeah, Dan, is that okay? 
because I find that I find this really interesting to be honest yeah, sorry, could you repeat that for me? I was just saying, can you go a bit deeper into that for us? Because I, I don't know about Yeah, yourself, tell us more about the, the sculptures. I find that and the, so interesting. Yeah. And, the easy, and, and, and yourself as an esoteric artist as well. I find that mm. so interesting. Well, it's interesting how, you know, when we look at art, how far, how far can the human form go? Mm. before you disconnect from it mm -hmm. and what um interpretations do you make and what narratives do you make and it's no different in tarot you know if we're walking through a city um we treat and react to people react to people very differently in regard to personal space and distance and how many of the features you can see and stuff so i really started to study that and then I realized that there was this correlation between that and, uh, and tarot and almost how, you know, there's spell work you can do with tarot. I'm sure you know about this, mm -hmm. where you can meditate on the card and almost like empathize and be there with that energy. Yeah. Yes. Um, so that was really interesting looking at the um, conversation there. And then I graduated and, working in Marks and Spencer's warehouse and I was like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> <laughs> I booked yeah. a one-way flight to China. Wow. Yeah. Um, which is the whole of the journey. I was living in a, um, it's like a temple mountain village with just temples everywhere and really got awesome. to start to get exposed to Taoism wow. and, and, Confucianism, which is all about ceremony. Um, it's all about the art of acting, the art of laying out. Um, you know, and being a foreigner in a country mm. where you're surrounded by another culture every day, every hour, every minute, um, and another language and everything is different, I actually found, for me, I just went inside. And I would climb this waterfall every day and I would meditate up there. Um, and that was for four years. Right. Wow. Mm. Journey. Mm. So um, I was reading that you um, learned while, learned you've been, while you've been traveling, um, you, you learned different types of meditation as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so... Yeah, lots. I mean, the the meditation in China was very interesting because a lot of it was based around tea. Oh, tea and ceremonies, that sort of thing. Drinking tea, preparing yeah. tea, um, how you share tea. So that was quite nice because it had it was all about the medicine of it too. Oh. Um, oh. And I found a lot of it was like embodiment literally like smacking your chest and like patting mm. yourself on the shoulders and smacking your thighs and um it's very much about being in your body right interesting um which was quite interesting and then in nepal so i left china went to nepal and there it was i mean completely different because 
there was a lot of Tibetan influence there. Um, you know, there was a lot of like sound baths and body scans and breath work and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I really threw myself into that. Um, yeah, which was interesting. And then went to Australia for two years, which wow. is actually mm-hmm. where I started reading tarot professionally. So that whole time, all of those mm-hmm. places I was before, I was reading for people, but for free. Right. Mm, okay. Ah. Um, and then, as we all know, working in the spiritual realm, mm. there comes a point where you start to have that conversation about your worth, your value, your skills. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, and almost, um, I don't know, respecting that and respecting the art and respecting your experience. Um, and there I started to learn a lot about Bohemian culture and um, Aboriginal culture, but I'm not one to comment on that, but I, I found it very interesting. Um, you know, the stories of dream time, consciousness, and subconsciousness, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there I, I did a lot of like. Um, have you ever been to a sweat lodge? Yes. Yeah, we all have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Different we, we as were well. talking about that um, a while ago, actually, weren't we again? Because we've all been saying that we should really go back because there's one quite local to us, isn't there? So, yeah. 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 Sorry, Dan. Anyway, carry Continue. on. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to like break it down into bullet points, you know. It's really um, good. Really interesting. But yeah, so, I mean, in Australia, I actually. So I was working, cleaning kitchens, and I carry—I kind of carried on that pattern of those jobs that were just getting me by. And um, and I was speaking to my friend, and I was like, you know, this is really unfulfilling. And she was like, well, you've read tarot since you were a child, and you've given mm-hmm. me how many readings, and you've given all of our friends how okay, many readings. Yeah. Like, you're doing something. And she said, come to my house. And I got to her house, and she had all these shiny, glittery markers and a big board. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and she said, you're making yourself a sign and there's Saturday night markets. Yeah. Um, and she was Aries and Cancer, so quite a good combo. Mm. Yeah. You know, just go for it. I care about you, but go for it. So I started reading in the markets of Byron Bay, in the night markets there. Right. And that was like you know, 15, 20 people um, over the whole day, Um, which was very interesting. But in that as well, I really started to be like, okay, this is great, but what about grounding? (laughs) What about protection? Yeah. Um, What about cleansing? And I kind of learned the hard way. Oh, dear. So that's when I really threw myself into and studying Reiki. Yeah. Yes. Um, because I've just found that level of, you know, at first I thought, okay, we have to defend our aura in like a super armored way. But then I, when I found Reiki, I learned, you know, that transmutation um, was actually more beneficial for the practice, um, mm. particularly with tarot. And then, 
what happened? Oh, I launched the social media um, stuff. Uh, started with Instagram and then started doing lives. And went to New Zealand and then coronavirus hit and I came home. Wow. Good. wow. Travelled quite a bit That's there. That's a really good journey. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Which was yeah. your favourite country that you, you went to, to visit and how long period of time in different countries were you there? So China, how long? Four years. Four years in total. Can you hear us? Can you hear us, Dan? Hello? Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone through a portal there, I think, <laughs> some kind of energy portal. So I was just asking, Dan, about how you've obviously been travelling there up until um, the, uh, the pandemic. How long were you in China for? Was it four years in China and then went yeah. to... Um, where was the second place? Sorry. I've been... Tibetan? Where's the best place, did you say? Yes, that as well. <sighs> oh. Oh. Or the best experience or culture that you enjoyed. Can I Can I just say, before you answer that, uh, oh. Dan, I've I'm got... I'm torn. I've, I I'm was... torn. Sorry. Between the sound baths in Nepal. Nepal, was it not? Mm -hmm. And, like, meditating in waterfalls in the Northern Territory. In China, because I, I, oh. in um, Australia, because I literally saw like these. I've never had an experience like that. Like I was meditate, I saw like fractals, um, like geometric forms, right? Um, light, like pure bright white light in my meditation. Amazing. Um, you know, and but the sound baths in Nepal were. It's almost like I could see my life as a film, but I had no emotional reaction to it, you know? Right. Um, it's almost like just watching and accepting, like pure acceptance. Mm. So I think mm. it's between those two places, um, particularly spiritually. Yeah. Yeah. But then coming home, it's like, you know, I'm from Liverpool, um, you know, which is a fantastic city. If you haven't visited, please come visit. It's a um, while. It's a yeah, while since, so I've, since been. I've been. Yeah. Beautiful place. Maybe that's mm. uh, a podcast location, Glenn. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, to I'm come over. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's actually quite a... Uh, Liverpool's quite a spiritual place because it was old, like, um, Celtic strongholds. Um, so there's a lot of that sort of energy um, up here. But yeah, it was interesting coming home and bringing all of that home. Mm. And, you know, we're supposed to change, but in society, or at least the people who knew you before you changed, sometimes they're like, whoa. What, <laughs> what has <is> happened? <laughs> <laughs> who is this Martian? And what are you doing in my life? <laughs> Brilliant! I love that. Maybe if maybe if we if we have a a road trip at some point mm. to Liverpool to to record a podcast, maybe Dandy that you might be you might like to um, join us for that. If if you're free, I would love to join. You'd be more you than that. welcome. If we do it, if we've start with the on with the on on location 
uh, podcast that we do. We start we've started to video them. So yeah. uh, Julie's uh, our cameraman. I am. As well. <laughs> <laughs> although, although the first one that we did, it was a little bit like Acorn Antiques. You know. <laughs> oh, that sounds fantastic. Yes, yeah. I'll take you to my favourite St. James as well. Oh, oh um, even better. Yeah, that'd be nice. That would be <laughs> lovely. Um, I was going to ask you earlier just where, because I know that you'd, in, in the write-up that you sent me, uh, Dandy, You'd said that you'd been to the, you'd stayed at the Buddhist monasteries in the, and and forgive me if I pronounce this wrong, mm. the Guangdong Mountains. Yeah, yeah. Whereabouts are they in? Are they that's that's China? I'm presume is it China? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So actually, Guangdong Mountain is a mountain range that you can see Hong Kong from. Mm. Oh. Um, but yeah, that's the people's. Uh, Republic of China. Right, mm-hmm. okay. Um, so that was, I mean, it's always a little bit funny saying mainland China because you're like, oh, this isn't my culture, so politically I'm like, I don't know how to reference it. But um, yeah, basically you could see Hong Kong from there. Mm-hmm. So it was really interesting actually because the monastery was in the middle and it was this golden-topped, gorgeous place. But what I really liked that it was integrated with like mainstream society. You know, it wasn't separate. It, it mm. felt Altogether. accessible. Mm. It felt like whoever you were, whatever background, whatever socio-economic status, that was open for you. And you were welcome. You know, that's, um, that's lovely. There's not many and cultures it had this that do all that. around where you would do pilgrimage, almost, um, and you would walk around this um, mountain ridge, and the whole time you could see the temple. Mm. Impressive. Mm. So that was really interesting, because, again, um, the idea of silence, and I think the words to sum up that experience would be silence. Mm. But then you come out of that, you come out of um, the monastery, you come out of those places, and you're in Chinese city, you know, mopeds, <laughs> fluorescent lights. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it's about taking that with you, within you, you know? Taking that taking that silence into, and that, that state of, because I'm guessing that it's, it sounds like just a state of, in those mountains, just a state of mm. being, really. Mm. And I suppose... Time out as well from... Time out. But taking that state of being and silence into that city mm. and how you incorporate that in that hustle and bustle of the city then. Mm. Exactly. And I think that can be said in a lot of ways as well about how we are almost fluid in our... Um, spiritual beliefs, like how we, um, especially in the modern era, we're starting to see a similar language with different, um, you know, schools of belief and starting to almost find that, like, goodness that works um, for different people and different practices, Um, you know, more of a metaphysical location. Mm. Mm. Talking about locations, 
as well. I've noticed on your Instagram mm -hmm. um, that you um, spend a lot of time in nature. Um, and for me, that's one thing that I absolutely love. I, I studied studied, oh, yeah. studied uh, Shinrin Yoku, so love anything forest bathing and climbing on climbing up trees, trees. and rocks and <laughs> anything like that. How so? I'm presuming that's a, a passion for yourself, Dan, as well. Yeah, yeah. I love foraging. Um, I love just being out in nature. I have to like just go and hug a tree every day mm. um you know my i'm currently sat in my workspace which is just basically like the amazon rainforest mm, <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> doesn't um, sound as noisy i know <laughs> it sounds very quiet <laughs> I, I just love nurturing things so bring them inside and nurture them here but yeah nature yeah. definitely um and that's been some of the most, you know, amazing experiences. And when we start to look at science and we look at electrical charge and realize actually grounding, you know, there are experiments done. We can, mm. you know, we can equate it. Yes. Um, we can actually see through infrared cameras what happens to our bodies when we're out in nature. And that is actually um, a lot of the work I did that I told you about. So I would weed these pods, almost like insect structures, and get people to sit inside of them in cities. Yeah. And, and then do questionnaires to see how they responded. Interesting, yeah. And before yeah. and after. So, mm. yeah, nature's always been a huge part of the practice. Um, you know, I do some sort of, like I've done environmental work in the past, and I'm looking to do more crafts and weaving that into like the tarot and the spiritual practice yeah. um, in future, but all sort of environmentally based and responsible because, you know, I just felt a calling. Um, and I think, I guess we all do. It's not just me. Yeah. Um, you know, those of us that are connecting with Earth on a daily basis. Yeah. Did you come yeah, lots of time in nature. Did you come across um, forest bathing um, in or Shinrin Yoku? Did you come across that in China at all? Because I know, I know actually most of the studies for Shinrin Yoku were were done uh, in China and Japan. So was that is that is that quite a common um, a practice in, in across in Asia? Mm, interesting question. I don't think it's not a test. You know the, Sorry, I don't think the first to thing that comes to mind is medicine, mm. traditional medicine. Yes. You know, and I know this is a hot debate because, you know, sometimes you would go to, you go to the pharmacy and mm. ask for a migraine tablet and they give you goat horns and you're like, I just want a migraine tablet. Like, <laughs> um, goat, what was that? Goat horns. Powdered <laughs> <laughs> <did> goat horns. <laughs> I'm a vegetarian. Yeah, yeah I am as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, the amount of, the amount of mm. pharmaceutical medicines that come from plants and trees, such as aspirin exactly. and things like yeah. that, and, and cancer-reducing drugs that come from trees. So, sorry, I, I butted true. in. I butted in again and I can't help it. Sorry. <laughs> Uh -huh. Carry on. Sorry, Dan. No, 
No, you're, you're completely right. For you know, I'm a big believer. Um, this might be controversial, but I'm a big believer in for every disease there is a medicine. Yes. Because yes. we are it. Yeah, I agree. Like, or everything that compromises us is already in the earth. And, and there is you know, something out there, isn't there, to be able to um, balance things? Well, in the stars as well, but that's another topic. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, a very deep topic, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did but you? yeah, I guess, I guess just to go back to your original question about the Chinese connection with nature, I mean, you know, they really work on this, uh, well, not everyone, but I noticed this connection with qi, with life force energy, mm. and there's a believing that, you know, even reiki, qi, meaning qi, yeah. Yeah. Um, or at least translating as, it's life force energy. Everything has it, and the Chinese life force energy, a lot of it is, um, well, it's also connected to it now, I'm not an expert, but it's connected to is your body damp? Is your body wet? Is your body dry? Is your body hot? hot is your body yeah. cold? Is your body, how is your meridian systems? Um, you know, how is it? And everything is interconnected. Um, so it's much more, I guess, remedial in yeah. a way. Do they do yoga uh, a lot in China or Nepal? Yoga? Yeah. Yeah, so in Nepal I did... Um, Oh, Hatha. Yeah. Yeah, Hatha. Because that um, sits what very kind well. What yoga? Uh, well, Hatha is the, the foundation. I'm a, a yoga instructor um, as well, so I'm oh. quite familiar with meditation and uh, the yoga postures and the saunas there. So it would go nicely with your meditation. So I thought at some point you may uh, mention yoga. So that's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I would be woken up Actually, I met a friend mm -hmm. out there who was like, Dan, just come along to the classes. And because <laughs> I really went there to just go to the mountains and I took a compass. <laughs> 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 um, but, uh, you know, every morning at 6 a.m., I would get up and, um, and we would go to the yoga studio and um, I did classes every day. Right. Yeah. Um, which is really nice. His, his name is, um, I think he does yoga as well. His name's Thanos. Thanos Kokovanos. Mm -hmm. um, he's Greek. And he lives in um, ashrams, so he just goes different ashrams around the world. Right. Um, and does his classes. But he's Buddhist as well. Yes, yeah, so there'll be a lot of meditation and less posture work and more stillness of the mind. Exactly. Yeah, and he's a Pisces, so he's super, you know, he just loves it. He's all about it. Um, but yeah, no, the yoga, it, it, again, that's embodiment and really beautiful embodiment practice. But what type of yoga do you do, Julie? Well, I, do, do you like? I teach Hatha yoga, but I also have created my own style of yoga called Yanga yoga, which is quite a strong energy. Um, so I do the Hatha Yoga, a bit of Vinyasana flow, and also Ashtanga Yoga all in the same session. So it appeals to quite a few different people. And it seems to oh, be amazing. Quite well. yeah. I wish I was closer. Yeah, yeah. I do them on Zoom, actually, <laughs> if you want to join me on Zoom sometime. But, oh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, send me through always. the details. I'd love to have a look. Cool. Nice. 
Yeah. Sorry about that. I wasn't maybe <laughs> to have a plug there. It was just a... <laughs> <laughs> You're more than welcome to have yeah. a plug. I never do, do I really? But uh, yeah. yeah, so I just need an email address and, and yeah, I can send you info or whatever. So you're more than welcome. It's only a 40-minute session, but, uh, you know, it's... More uh, than enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've recently yeah. got my stepmom and my half-sister. It's taken me 35 years to get her to do the yoga with me, but now she's started. She can't believe that she didn't do it earlier, so... There you go. I was yeah. made up the other day. My sister sent me a photo um, of two crystals in her hands, and she was like, what do these do, Dan, and what do we do? <laughs> I'm like, yes. Uh, yes. Waking up. <laughs> yeah, waking up. Yeah. Oh, so happy. I sent her like a, a 10 minute voice note and pictures, and she was like, okay, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> gently, gently, step by step. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's what exactly. I've been there. Uh, yeah. So when they joined on Tuesday, I was very careful not to do too much. <laughs> so uh, yeah. they were fine. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Good. Uh, Dan, could I ask you about um, the well-being treatments and that that you do uh, for others? And obviously, with uh, the time that we've all experienced globally at the moment, mm. how has has those uh, abilities come into play for you with clients? Well, that's been really interesting. Um, really interesting because obviously I've gone through the same thing we've all gone through. We have indeed. Um. But then you add the spiritual element on top of that, yeah. collective consciousness and all that jazz. Um, it's been... Hmm, it was almost freeing, in a sense, because it allowed to step outside of what was happening. Yeah. And to just talk about my clients and what's happening with them and where they've come from, where they're heading and um, to really be a part of that journey with them. And that almost, yeah, I guess it's like reading a book where, you know, you become a part of the character's stories. Yeah. So that really helped, but also um, I get a lot of visions. Um, I dream about a lot of things. So actually, before the pandemic even hit, I was having dreams about people being unable to breathe. Mm -hmm. um, wow. I was having dreams about like the world's forest fires that happened just before, wow. um, and all this stuff. So that was quite difficult to manage. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I think you know, I'm doing my own sound baths, playing the hang drum, doing my art, Beautiful doing the fire sound. spinning. So kind of keeping up with that. But I actually found a lot of people coming to me because for the first time in a very long time, they stopped. Yeah, yeah. everybody mm. stopped. And yeah. yeah. You know, you know with, the, um, with, the, with the dreams, Dan, mm. when, when you wake up in the morning, do you feel like you've done the night shift? Because sometimes dreams for me can be really hard work, <laughs> especially when... When you, because you do spiritual work in the in your dreams, yeah. don't Astral you? Travel, yeah. and really, I wake up like I've had a really hard shift. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you find Do you find that's the same for yourself? Yeah, I mean, I've had dreams where I've been like in another realm as a ball of light, 
and had to, you know, I've literally like seen my guardian angel in the dream and things were coming in as like ants all around me. This is when I first, um, like my consciousness really started to shift. Um, and I was literally like, my guardian angel was like, put out blades and like light blades came outside of me and <laughs> all this stuff. And like, and then they like pulled me out of the dream and went through the, like these fractals and stuff and was like, you're not ready for that. You can't go back there yet. So mm. sometimes my dreams are like <laughs> wow. really intense. Yeah, um, I agree. You know, and sometimes it's as mundane as I'm just baking a loaf of bread. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought there would be a message in that for you. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the it's the astral traveling in my dreams that um, mm -hmm. really make really take it out of me. Especially, there's always one that sits in my mind, and I was I astral traveled, and I don't know if you know it's in York, and I know that it's. I've been to this place physically, and it's called Devil's Bridge in Yorkshire. You, mm. Have you heard of? Have you heard of that? Where is it? It's in it's Yorkshire. Um, I'm not sure. Can somebody? Can I'm not sure of the actual whereabouts in Yorkshire. What's it called? Devil's it. Devil's Bridge. It's one. It's a really long bridge, and where people are jumping off the top into the river and stuff like that. Um, Devil's Bridge. Devil's Bridge. Sure. What happened? Well, to be honest, it was almost like I was, I was, uh, well, I was sat in the river. I was sat in the river with somebody else, and it was almost like I was just, it, I was sent there just to be with that person at that time. Um, right. Almost like I, I, I would liken myself to a guardian angel, I suppose really, to be with that person. Wow. And that's happened, that's happened several times, to be honest. Um, last night, I had a second visit from um, somebody with Down syndrome, actually, and I had to help that person pass over last night. So oh, it's different oh, things. Oh. Just well different, dif different things. Um, but <laughs> sometimes I wake up knackered, and I don't mind saying yeah. But, yeah, it's like... It's like a night shift. Yeah, so, River Loon, Yorkshire Dales, that's right, yeah. Devil's yeah, Bridge. I know it's in Yorkshire, but it's, yeah. I was a child when we visited. All my childhood holidays were camping. Um, and that was one place that we went when we went camping in Yorkshire. Uh, up near Settle, somewhere around that area. Oh, nice. I've yeah. never been. I'll have to give that one a Yeah, go. yeah. So, sorry, Dan, because I started waffling again about myself and I wanted to ask you, I think I've got several things that I still want to ask you, actually, before we run out of time. Um, and I wanted to just go back to um, medicines and plant medicines because mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you about different teas um, and ask you if you actually make your own teas and, and anything like that, really. Yeah, so often um, in a session, so I do like sound healing um, and Reiki and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and also mindful art, all different kinds of things. But in a session, I'll, I will often like blend a tea. And it's mm -hmm. interesting that you ask about tea because I am literally just about to start a business wow. offering oh, okay. um, like healing teas. 
and environmental products um, and like little bits of art and stuff like that because I think I'm just fascinated by these botanical properties, you mm. know, um, and the combination. Like it almost feels like alchemy and wizardry. Yeah. <laughs> um, Harry <yeah>. Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Marvellous. You know, like, you drink this tea and this thing happens to your body. How is that happening? Why is that happening? And then if you play around with, you know, different measurements and stuff, um, but also your soul, we have things like mugwort. Yeah. yeah. I have yeah. mugwort tea. Um, I'm trying to get hold of some fresh mugwort. So I'm trying, I'm actually currently trying to find somebody that can show me how to forage for that naturally. Mm. Um, mm. But recently I've been looking at um, Moline because uh, I've, yeah. with with my recent illness actually it's it's left me quite breathless with and my respiratory system's quite i'd say i'm going to say it's had a knock mm. and so i've been looking at the mulline plant and those mulline leaves uh, or mm. mullen as some people call it if you feel the hairs on the leaves it almost it replicates the lungs with the hairs in the lungs okay so wow. I'm drying the mullen, the mullen leaves at the minute to turn those into a tea. But I've been looking at even banana, even banana tea and just boiling, chopping a banana up into mm. small pieces nice. and boiling that. Well, it actually, aids, it aids sleep and relaxation. Wow, didn't know right. that. So, Potassium. So yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but and I'll, it's interesting how herbs also come into, like, spell work. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, how we make these teas and we make these foods, but also, you know, if you want to, for example, if you want to speed up a spell, you would add cinnamon. But also, mm. if you want to speed up the roots on the cutting for a plant, you'd add cinnamon. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really interesting how they almost like cross over yeah. in, in the metaphysical and then health world. Yeah, that's going to be really interesting then. So we'll have to have some more information. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't you? What other uh, already? Yeah. What other teas? Do you, what other what other plants yeah. have you been working with, Dan? Sorry, because I what cut you off. Teas? I cut you off. Sorry. No, that's all right. Um, dandelion is really <gasps> oh, nice. Oh yeah, really yeah. good for you. Um, really detoxifying. So like dandelion root. Uh, really good for your liver. Because you can have dandelion really tea and coffee, can't you, Dan? You can have it as coffee as well, dandelion. Mm. I remember as a young mm. child, they used to tell us that if we were to touch a dandelion, it would make us wee the bed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I don't know how much truth was in there. <laughs> what's the What's the plant with the with the milk, like the milk, milk vessel? Is it? Is it? It's got like a white milk substance in the stem. Oh, it. And I can't think what that is. Oh, okay. But that's... Oh, I know the ones you mean. I can't mm. think. Like a white... That is yeah. really good Sap isn't for, there inside. For pain relief. That white... The, the white right. substance. Meadowsweet. Meadowsweet makes... And willow bark is actually aspirin. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and meadowsweet is everywhere. Willow bark is everywhere. You go to a willow tree, you're going to find a piece of bark on the yeah, ground. Yeah, yeah. Always, always thank the tree. I, I like to always just say thank you and give it a pat. And maybe bury something nice to help its roots. Mm. 
Mm. Um, but that, speaking I, of mugwort, I just want to go back a little bit. Yes, yeah. Mugwort really, really likes, um, obviously, be careful, but it, they really like sides of roads. Okay. They love it. I don't know what it is, whether it's the cars or the movement or the fumes. I don't mm. know, but they just love it. So any country roads, you walk up for a li- you know an hour or something, you're more than likely to find mugwort, and now is a really good time to harvest it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So, I'm always just weary that I would just pick the wrong thing, to be honest, because I think mugwort looks quite similar to... I can't think what it looks similar to. It might be gypsy bread. I think we've always called it gypsy bread. Mm-hmm. But it, I'm sure it looks quite similar to that, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. So I just, I actually, yeah. it was, I just wanted, I just need some professional guidance with that, I think, myself. So Yeah, yeah. It's always good to seek professional guidance yeah, with yeah. any mycelium or plants or anything mm-hmm. Let's let's talk about you being an esoteric artist because I know you were telling us about that just before we started to record, and mm-hmm. and actually Julie's just given us the five minutes that I was gone really quick, so um, let's quickly talk about being <laughs> an, an and that, esoteric artist. And then we need some artist. information where people can yeah. contact mm-hmm. to your website and and things like that. Yeah. So yeah, art. Yeah. Um. So it's something I've always done. Obviously, fine art is my, it's what I graduated from. Yes. Um, What I graduated with, should I say. Um, But I've always, like, ever since I was little, like, I used to draw, like, tornadoes and everything, or I would stick things together and make little sculptures or anything like that. Um, But then, you know, as I was talking earlier about sort of behavior and crowds and how we recognize each other and stuff like that, I started to look at the human form, um, and then I realized that I was channeling something different. Um, And I was actually working with empathy and connection, and then I realized, like, I would go to a place and I would almost start to, like, sketch these spirits and Mm -hmm. sketch these people who came through. Um, I've started, actually, a tarot deck. Oh, really? Um, okay. That's interesting. That's yeah, something so, uh, that we can, uh, we'll promote that for you. Definitely. When that's, yeah. when that's ready. Oh, thank you. So, yeah. um, so I started working on a tarot deck, which is watercolors and stuff, but it's a very organic process. Like I only draw a card when it comes. Yeah. Okay. You know, um, I think, how many have I drew now? About 15? Wow. Yeah. Doing Making well. Yeah. yeah. We're yeah. into it. Well, when you're really? ready with that, we can help. Yeah, yeah. But it's a big thing, isn't it? There's so much behind Taro. You know, like, there's so much like, yes. respect that I have yeah. for it, you know? Yeah. Um, while yeah, we are... Just... So, while we're talking about what you've got coming up, Dan, I know that you have a tarot course coming up, but what I really want you to do is actually just give us... Um, a minute and a half of how people can reach you and your different yeah. and your website and different things like that, really, just so we can get All people right, connected. No problem. I don't mind a little plug. Yeah. <laughs> so over to you. Um, so the best way to reach me is through 
www.dandyvines.com. Yep. And my social media, um, I'm on TikTok, so I've joined, you know, this generation, um, which is Dandy Vines on TikTok. Yeah. Yes. With an I. And then I'm, I'm on Facebook and Instagram as well as Dandy Vines. So that's D A N D I D I N E S. And they're the best way to, they're the best ways to contact me. But, you know, the website, I check that every day, multiple times. Um, whereas social media, I like to have a bit of a holiday. But if you want to check out sort of esoteric content or tarot or any sort of healing stuff or, you know, pay attention to future projects such as the tarot workshops or the deck or future business or crafts coming up, then you can check it all out through those channels. That's excellent. That's brilliant. Thank you. And it's been great. Yeah. 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 When you're on the show. So well, thank I was, you so much. I was talking to Glenn earlier on about, about Dan Divines and I said, I think actually it might be Dan as in divines, as in divination. Am I right with that? Or are you calling yourself divine? (laughs) I love that. Um, So Dandy was um, my friend. I was just reading to this lady once in Australia. She said, oh, my God, thank you so much, Dandy. Oh, that's brilliant. Brilliant. And I said, why are you calling me Dandy? And she said... Like the dandelion. Oh, wow. Oh, you know? Yeah. yeah. You can grow anywhere. Um, oh, I like that. And then mm. the vines is my textiles background and where I want my business to kind of head, like happy vines almost. Mm. And yeah. took me ages to find the name. Did the numerology. It came out as 1-1. One, one. I was like, okay, I'll take it. Fantastic, yeah. 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 So okay. it's vines, like divines, like divination also. Yes. Yeah. Lovely. Okay. Right. I think oh. we, we need to wrap yeah. up tonight. Thank so. you. Thank, oh, you thank you so much. much. Thank you, Dan. Uh, it's, it has been fascinating to listen to you. Um, and we'd love to have you back at some point. And really, we would love to get together for one of the on location videos as well that we do. So yeah. that would be fantastic. 100%. We'll keep so, in touch. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you, Julie. Oh. Thank you, Glenn. As well. Thank you, Phil. Any last words before we uh, clock off? Um, no, just yeah. that I wish everyone who hears this is blessed. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you for listening and continuing to support the Full Circle Podcast. We would love for you to subscribe and share. Don't forget to find us on our official Facebook page. Until next time, have a good time, all of the time.